What a wonderful job by our choir this morning. I, I really enjoyed that. As I thought about that song that we just heard them sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, uh, this past week, um, something came to my mind, a story came to my mind, something that happened to us a couple years ago. Um, as parents, you know, we always try to teach our kids things along the way. You always try to find teaching moments as you're walking through life, and especially uh, once we started homeschooling our kids, uh, we decided that everything had to be a homeschool lesson, right? You, you had to try to find a way to tie everything into school, everything into a lesson to be taught. Um, you know, like, for instance, we, uh, we want to teach our kids foreign languages, and so we've been playing Feliz Navidad in the car over and over again as we drive around everywhere. But several years ago, I decided I wanted to try to teach my kids this science lesson, and I wanted to tie it into a uh, family devotional um, moment, and so I, I went and gathered all these different supplies. I got this big vase. I got a bunch of water poured it in that vase. I, I got some bleach, and I got this food coloring because I had seen this, this trick done before, and I said, I want to I use this to teach a lesson here. And, and so I, I filled up this vase, and I began to tell the boys uh, the story of how uh, God created us all. Um, and Adam and Eve, he created in the garden with no sin, but yet sin entered the world. And I took that food coloring, I poured it in that vase, and the water all turned red. And I talked about how the, the stain of sin on our souls turns, uh, turns us, uh, we, we're sinful, we have a stain, we have a curse on us, and there's nothing we can do to get rid of it. I asked my boys, I said, hey, how could we, how could we get rid of this red water? How could we turn the red water clear again? And they gave me some ideas, but none of them were going to work. They said, you know... Hey, why don't you just dump all that water out and fill it back up? I said, yeah, well, that's cheating. You can't do that. Um, they said, why don't you just pour more clear water in it, and maybe it'll flush the red water out. And I said, yeah, well, that don't work. And so I then started talking about how Jesus had come and how he died on a cross in order to pay the price for our sin. And I said, his death on the cross, his burial and resurrection was just like this cup. And I took that cup of bleach and I poured it in that water. And what was supposed to happen was the water was supposed to just turn clear again. But it didn't. <laughs> and if you could hear the soundtrack of my mind, it would have sounded something like that. I mean, Kim is looking at me like, way to go, Dad, you know. The boys are looking at me like, what's supposed to happen here? Um, and I'm wondering, what have I done wrong? How come I can't do this? How come this is not working? Well, the truth is, is that I had used the wrong ingredients. That it wasn't food coloring I needed, it was iodine, and the iodine and the bleach reacts and it washes away the, the, the color there. But there's a spiritual truth that, uh, that we still need to realize um, from my failed attempt to make a cool point with my boys, and it's this, the stain of sin is only washed away with the right ingredient. There was a very particular payment that had to be made by a very specific person if we were to be set free from the curse of sin. Over in Matthew chapter 1, Joseph discovers that his fiancée Mary is pregnant. She tells him this story about the fact that um, the, the child was of the Holy Spirit and all that stuff. Well, obviously, you can, you're not surprised by the fact that Joseph was a little doubtful. He didn't quite know what was going on. This all sounded a little crazy, a little far-fetched. How in the world could this be true? And so Joseph decides that he's going to break off the engagement. He could have easily had her stoned in that moment, had her, her put to death for, for her transgression in that moment. But Joseph decides, you know what, I'm going to be a nice guy here and I'm just going to divorce her quietly. We're going to put her away and I'm just going to go about my life. And then we read in Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 that an angel appears to Joseph in a dream to explain 
all of that. And this is what it said, the angel said, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Shall call his name Jesus. That word Jesus there is the Greek transliteration of the Hebrew word Yeshua, or as we pronounce it in the English, Joshua. And in the Hebrew, the name Joshua means the Lord saves. The Lord saves. That's why the angel said, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. This baby in the womb was to be the Savior of the world. He would be the way by which God would remove the curse of sin from those who would put faith in Him. He would be the way by which God would set free people from the consequence of sin. But how could He do that? He's just a child. Just a baby in a manger. I mean, it would take a very specific type of person in order to set us free from our sin. A Sinless person would be required to set us free. You see, no man alone who is a man alone can die for your sin, just like I cannot die for your sin. Because you know why? Because I have my own sin to die for. I have my own sin to pay a price for, right? It would be sort of like this. Imagine if, 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 one, if, if two men were convicted of murder and they both stood before the judge and one murderer said to the judge, hey, I'll serve the sentence of the other guy. The judge would laugh at him because he would say, you know, you have your own sentence to serve. You have your own debt to pay to society. You have your own crime to be punished for. You can't be punished for him. And so how could it be that, that this child could die for someone else's sin? Wouldn't he just be another sinless or sinful person like us? It would take a sinless child. Matthew continues in, in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, and this is what he said. He said, all this took place... To fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Isaiah. This is from Isaiah 7.14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means God with us. This child was more than a normal child. This was not just another baby to be born. This child whose name was to be called Jesus, the one who would save us from our sin, we are told here, was the Emmanuel, God with us. God was coming in the form of a baby in a manger, fully God, fully man. The creator, the sustainer of the entire universe came in the form of an infant. He grew to face all the hardship that you and I have faced, to face all the trials, all the temptations, and to do it without sin. And then to go die on a cross, a sinner's death that he did not deserve, to pay the price for our sin. He is our Emmanuel. He had no debt to pay, and so therefore he could pay our debt. You know, I look through the Gospels and the rest of the New Testament looking for an instance in which someone called Jesus Emmanuel and, and it didn't happen. And it's really no surprise because Jesus was his given name. That's what they called him. 
However, I would say this, that Jesus can only be Jesus because of the fact that He is the Emmanuel. That Jesus Christ could only be Jesus, the one who would save us from our sin, because He is Emmanuel, God with us. Only God could save us from our sin. And God the Father did it through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Emmanuel, our Savior, our King, Jesus Christ. Have you recognized Jesus as the Emmanuel? Have you come to realize that this baby that was born in a manger did not remain a baby in a manger? He was the Emmanuel, God with us, who came to live a sinless life. Also that he could then in turn die a sinner's death to pay the price for my sin and for your sin. You can have eternal life. If only you will put your faith and trust in Jesus. If only you will come to the point of realizing that you, like I had to realize, like many in this room have had to realize, that you are a sinner. The Bible tells us that none are righteous, no, not one, that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard, that no one can earn their way into heaven because we all have sin to pay for. But that Jesus, the one and only Son of God, died on a cross so that you could have eternal life. If only you would confess your sin, place your faith and trust in Him, ask Him to forgive you of your sin, and receive Him as your Lord and Savior. Is there someone here today that needs to make that decision? Father God, let's pray. God, we ask right now that if there is someone in this room today who maybe through the singing of the choir, something that the choir has sung, maybe it's through something in that passage of Scripture that I've read, they have come to realize that Jesus is not just a normal baby. He was not just this child that was born and it was exciting and we celebrate it, but that he is truly God in the flesh. And that he came so that we might have eternal life. So that we might be set free from the bondage of sin, from the consequence of sin. So that we can have a relationship with you today here and now. Father, if there's someone today who needs to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I pray that at this time of invitation, I pray you would prompt that person, lead that person to step out, come down the aisle so that we can talk together, so we can pray together, so we can read Scripture together and see that Jesus is the answer to their problem. Father, if there are other believers in this room today who have any kind of decision they need to make. Maybe they've been wrestling with some sin in their life and they need to repent, turn back to you. And maybe they need to offer forgiveness to someone. Maybe they need to commit to being a part of this church. Maybe it's someone who's been saved but never been baptized. If there's some decision that needs to be made today, I pray you would give that person the faith and the trust to step out of the aisle and to make that decision public. 
And it's in Christ's name we do pray these things. Amen. Why don't you sing, stand as we sing this song of invitation. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity we've had to just uh, to gather this morning, have a great time of praise and worship. Father, hear from, uh, from our pastor. Uh, what a powerful uh, message. Lord, I pray now that as we come upon this time of uh, tithe and offering, that what we give would be used to the spread uh, of your gospel and the strengthening of your church. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you, choir. Thank you, praise band. Um, and let me say especially a big round of thank yous to Bart Starr um, for leading today. And uh, I know this is a uh, um, kind of a happy, sad day. I know, because obviously the choir has done a tremendous job today, but uh, um, I think he saved the best for last. Uh, let me just say that. And so thank you, thank you, Bart, for... We'll be having a, a reception for the stars tonight after the youth, uh, youth choir performance tonight. So come back for that at 6 o'clock tonight and then uh, bring some finger foods and some stuff and we'll be gathering in the gym uh, for a little farewell party to, for Bart and Ronnie and Leanne before they head off for South Carolina. Um, continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for our search committee as we begin that process of searching for God's next man to lead our music ministry. Um, let's stand. We'll be dismissed in prayer. Father God, we are so grateful, so thankful for our music ministry here at this church. And we thank you for the way that they've led us to your throne today through singing, through praise. We thank you for each singer, each musician, for all the hard work they put into uh, leading our service today. And we especially thank you for Bart, for Ronnie, for Leanne, for their family and the impact that they've had on our church over the past three years. And we pray blessings upon them. We pray um, for success in their ministry as they move to South Carolina. We ask that you would just bless that church. I pray that they would feel um, blessed and, and uh, that their, their souls would be lifted up in the same way that ours has because of Bart's ministry here. So Father, be with us this day as we go into Sunday school. I pray for our Sunday school teachers that you would give them the words to speak. And may we live knowing that Jesus is the Emmanuel. God with us, that you are with us each and every day. Your Holy Spirit indwells us as believers, guiding us, comforting us, lifting us up. It's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen.